listening to another powerful message from C3 Southwest Washington. We are so excited you're here with us, and we believe God has more in store for you. And you can go ahead and you can be seated this morning. Great to be in God's house. Uh, I don't want to spend too much time. We want to give all the time that we can to Pastor Andrew this morning to be able to share the Word of God and also to minister. I would challenge you to clear your schedule and be here tonight at five o'clock. Maybe you don't need a healing, but I know that everybody in this room needs something from God. And I also know that everyone in this room and people that we know that aren't in this room, maybe you don't need something specific that's desperate, but you know someone who does. And I would challenge you always, the, the answers for people's lives primarily begin in the house of God. Some of the answers that will come to their lives happen outside of the house of God, but being in the house of God, experiencing the word of God and experiencing the, the water level of faith arising allows them to step out of this place and embrace the challenge ahead to receive the things that God has for them because of the hope that's deposited within the presence of God. It's awesome to go other places, to go to a football game, basketball game, to go out into the woods, to hunt, whatever it is that you enjoy. But I wanna tell you, there's something powerful about God's people coming together and their faith being stirred in an environment like this to believe for the very best things. Don't be the type of Christian that's just satisfied to serve Christ and stay at home. Amen. Be in the house of God every day. The Bible says of Jesus that every day that he was found in the house of God. If there's anybody who is spiritual enough to not go into the house of God, I would say Jesus gets a pass. And yet daily the scripture said that he could be found in the local synagogue. Why? Because, man, that's the hub of where it all starts. That's the, where God whispers, where God speaks out loud, where God answers people's prayer. Get your family into the house of God. Get your children into the house of God. And there in those moments, like, like we've always believed, it's there in that setting that we believe for God to visit our family, to visit our children and do great things. Amen? We expect that for this morning. We expect that for this evening. So as Pastor Andrew comes, come on, give him a big hand. We celebrate the opportunity for him to come and serve and minister. Just going to invite you up to the pulpit. Just do your thing. We appreciate you and love you. Bless you, mate. Well, it's good, good to be here in uh, sunny Portland. Yeah. <laughs> Liquid sunshine. I love that. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm blessed beyond blessed. Your pastors, well, they're, they're five star, aren't they? And, um, you know, just the short time I've got to know them, I just know that they love you. They're here for you, and that's that's the that's the whole agenda. It's just that you would find God, be blessed, and um, why don't you just thank your pastors for all their hard work, their faith, their belief, and um, it's good. I, I love I love visiting our churches, see three churches all around the world, growing from strength to strength, and I'm so jealous. We're uh, in the season where we're packing in and packing out, and you, your beautiful building, like. The screen, mm. so jealous, so jealous. But you know what? God, God's good. Um, uh, Pastor Steve, I think he forgot to mention that I'm married. Uh, that will disappoint a few people, I'm sure. Uh, Janine, Janine put a ring on there just so when I'm holding the microphone, she's got that all worked out. Actually, uh, met Janine when I was 25. Uh, Jurgen set us up. Uh, actually, Jurgen and Leanne who are pastors in San Diego. And I met Janine. I fell in love with her straight away. She was a little bit tricky. Uh, she didn't like me at the, at the minute. But I've got, I've got skills. And um, <laughs> then she decided to like me. And um, she lived in Australia. I lived in New Zealand. And uh, I th we were married pr pretty quick. We've got two beautiful boys, Samuel and Jonathan. Jonathan's coming to Portland uh, to Bible College next year. So I'm very excited about that. And that's why I'm here, on a scouting out mission, just to make sure that you are all Christians. <laughs> and um, before I send my son to you. Um, and so we're, we're blessed. And um, what else have I got to say? God's good. Yeah. Part of my story is that I was brought up uh, with leukemia. I'm going to share a bit more of that t tonight. Um, at the age of 13, 13 to 18, I had leukemia. And... Um, up, uh, eight, I'm the youngest of eight in my family, that's what I was going to say. And my, my family were religious. We were brought up in a Catholic background. I knew about God, but I didn't have a relationship with God. Halfway through that moment, 
I gave my life to Christ when I was 15 years old. It was a defining moment. I had a bone marrow transplant, and um, when I was about 18 years old, the doctors diagnosed me to be terminal, and then um, my youth pastors came in, my Presbyterian youth pastors, where I got saved, came and prayed for me, and God healed me. And that's, that's a, a, defining, a defining moment. Most people clap at that point, but I understand it wasn't... <laughs> wasn't <clears throat> I've got better stories. Um, it wasn't your healing, so it's like, oh... Oh, the other guy. Um, but it was a defining moment for me. And I guess, I guess what I'm trying to say is because of that moment, I don't think that God's going to heal people. I know he's going to heal people because God healed me. And really that is the foundation of where I come, come from. I'm fully expected and expecting that God is going to heal people. Um, I'm going to, uh, I just need to, to, to skip through um, a whole bunch of stuff because I need, I need to um, preach and pray for people this morning and we've got limited time. But I want to pray for people tonight as well. So please bring people. Um, I'm, preaching to, I'm preaching to myself, which is always a good thing, isn't it, Steve? When you're like, preaching, to, the, preaching to, your, to yourself. It was a, a defining moment when I was traveling in Europe um, it was a very large church, Hillsong London. It's a very well-known church, and um, and, and I, was, I was nervous. It was the first time I'd, I'd spoken there, and nerves are good. Nerves are good on the sporting field. Nerves are good when you're going for a job interview. Keeps you sharp, and I was I was pretty prayed up actually. Been fasting for quite a wee while, believing God for miracles. The pastor says to me, Andrew, you know. When you minister today, you, you won't be able to put your pray for people. We don't have altar calls as such um, because th- there's too many people in the room, and and there's no there's no room for an altar call because the, s- the stage is quite high in the venue. And I was thinking, oh man, how how is that going to work? Because um, for for me back in the day, I had to put my hand on every person for them to be healed. I would have to be in the room. For, for healings to take place sort, sort of thing. And I was thinking, well, if I, if I can't put my hand on them, how is it going to work? And so, you know, I'm, you know, the worship's happening and I'm trying to figure this out. I'm trying I'm sitting there going, God, how's it going to work? And then I, I heard the Lord say to me, Andrew, do you trust me? I was like, well, I don't know. So I'm like, I kind of trust you, but what are you, what are you saying? He said, Andrew, if you make room for me, I'll steal the show. And I was like, oh, shoot. And I kind of knew what he was talking about. And so we gave the uh, Salvation Altar Call. Over 200 people lifted their hands in the service, in the first service, first of five in a row. And, um, and I said, hey, who needs a miracle? Lift your hand. A whole bunch of people lifted their hands, maybe 600-plus people. And I said, here comes the power of God. And I, and I just lifted my hands like this, and I felt wind <sighs> come from behind me. And it was the Holy Spirit just touching people in the, in their seats, and I said uh, at the end, uh, you know, we sang a song or two, and I said, "Who feels like they've been healed in service?" I, I think the six hundred or the six hundred people put their hands up. I was like, "Wow, that's really weird." And uh, the pastor came over to me, Pastor Gary, and he said, "I'm not sure you understood what Andrew was saying." But he's saying, who was healed? You know you're healed in service today. I think more people put their hand up. And that's how I went, service after service after service. And God just stole the show. And I want to talk to you today about it's limitless. Everybody say it's limitless. And, uh, and I, th- I think in uh, Matthew 8 verse 5, we'll, just, we'll start there and we'll just see where we end up. But. Matthew 8 and verse 5, when Jesus went to the Capricorn, a centurion came to him asking for help. Lord, he said, my servant lies home paralyzed, suffering terribly. Jesus said to him, shall I come and heal him? The centurion replied, Lord, I do not deserve that you would come under my roof, but speak a word. Everybody say, speak a word. And my servant will be healed. For I am a man under authority with soldiers under me. And I tell this one to go and he goes and to that one come and he comes. And I say to this servant, do this and he does it. Gee, it sounds like marriage. And um, for me, uh, anyway, um, when Jesus heard this, he was amazed and he said to those following him, truly I say to you, I've not found anyone in Israel 
with such great faith. Verse 13, it says, And Jesus said to the centurion, Go, let it be done to you as you believed. Everybody say, you believed. It's what you believed it would. And the servant was healed at this very hour. You know, I, I, I really like this story because a centurion comes up and he says, Hey, my friend's sick. He's at home. And Jesus says, I'll, I'll go if you want me to. And I want to tell you that Jesus is for you. He wants you to be healed. And, and I, I really like that. I was talking about this uh, yesterday because it is a foundation of my faith, is that when Jesus died on the cross, we recognize that he is saved. And, and, and actually he went to huge lengths for your salvation. Like if you think about it, like it's a pretty big deal. Somebody who uh, was without sin died for your sin. And that he stood in the gap so we can have a relationship with him and be free from sin. We get to go to heaven because of him. And it's forever, which is actually a really long time. Like eternity is a really long time. You don't want to miss that. But on the same day, it says, by his stripes we are healed. We see little photos of Jesus. And he's got his little nappy on and standing there. And he's kind of looking half decent. It's not true. The real story is that he would be completely raw with all the whips and beatings that he took place. He would have, have no skin. He would have no skin. And when it says in Isaiah, it's by his stripes we are healed. Every beating, every whipping was for our healing. So what I'm trying to emphasize is that Jesus went to huge lengths for our salvation and for our healing on the same day. And as often as Christians, we're like debating whether God wants to heal us. No, he does. Of course he does. Otherwise, he wouldn't have gone to all those lengths. He wants you to win and he wants you to be healed. He is, he is for you. The, the guy, the centurion had a revelation. He said, uh, Lord, I do not deserve you coming under my roof, but speak a word and my servant will be healed. And, and it, like, uh, like what, what, what revelation did he have? Well, I don't know how he did it, actually, but mm, if, 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 if Steve, if my son was sick at Bible college, right, and, 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 and I said, hey, listen, there's a bit of a problem. I'm, I'm flying into town. And, uh, and Steve rings me up and he goes, don't worry, I've got a word. And I go, oh, shoot. And he says, yeah, your son's going to get healed. And um, I, I, would, I would say to Steve, go, man. Get to that hospital. Put your hand on him. Get him saved. Get him healed, whatever it needs done, and it'll be awesome. All the way from Australia, I, I, I like, I'm not going to say speak a word. Like, honestly, I'm not. Are you? If your son was sick? Don't you want like Benny Hinn or like the big game or the, you know, don't you want him to come to the, I would be going, come on, Steve. If I was here, I'd say, come on, let's go. We're getting your big truck. Let's buy a latte. We'll drive down. We're going to the hospital room. Put your hand on the boop. And he's out of hospital. Well, man, that's the, that's the dream. I'm not going to say speak a word. He says speak a word. Why? Because I don't know how, but he knew that, in Genesis 1, 1 to 3, when God said, let there be light, and there was, that he was the word. That actually Jesus was there forming creation. And so the first use of language wasn't for communication, but for creation, to create things. And so now, all these years later, <laughs> in human flesh... The same God is standing in front of him and somehow if he did it back then, maybe he can do it now. He's like, speak a word and it's going to be worked out. I'll keep going then until you get excited. Okay. It's, it's amazing because he said when he heard this, he was amazed. Like... I like it when God doesn't know what's happening. 
Like he, he was just shocked. He was like, I don't, what, what are you saying? Because he, before this moment, actually Jesus had to be in the room for healings to take place. He had to put his hand on somebody. He had to speak directly to them. But now, you're just saying, speak your word. Like he's like, I'm confused. What is it? Gabriel, get down here. Yes, Lord. What's happening? What's this guy about? He knows, Lord. What does he know? He knows your God. Shut up. He doesn't, does he? Does he really? Yes, he does. Oh, my God. Like God, it says he's pondering. He was amazed. He was perplexed. He said, I haven't seen anybody with faith like this all in Israel. Because he knew that God could do it. And then he said to the centurion, go, and as you believed. Everybody say, as you believed. believed. Oftentimes it's what you believe. What do you believe about God? How does he have to do it? What what has to happen for the miracle to take place? He said, well, I don't know. Yes, you do. There's something inside of you you think that needs to happen for the miracle to take place. As you believed, it's powerful. As you... What you talk about, what you think about, locates you. The Bible says there's power in your, in your words. What you're saying about your situation, what you think about your situation, that's where you are. That's what locates you. I was talking to a young person just pre-service. I said, don't say that. That's not, that's not where you are. You're free. You're, you, you're, you're a big person. You, you're going to be perfect. Okay, well, we'll just keep going until you like my message. I'll give you one more then. And then we'll get going. Okay, Luke 8, verse 40. Um, where shall we? Uh, okay, verse 43. And a woman who was there had been suffering for bleeding for 12 years. And no one could come and heal her, but she came up behind him and touched the cloak the edge of his cloak, and immediately her bleeding stopped. Who touched me? Jesus said. And they all denied it. And Peter said, Master, the people are crowding and pressing against you. But Jesus said, somebody touched me. I know this because power has gone out from me. And the woman said, uh, and the woman, seeing that she could not come unnoticed, came trembling, fell at his feet. In the presence of all the people, and she told him why she had touched him and how she had been instantly healed. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go go in peace. Your faith has healed you. Everybody say your faith. What she believed. Mm. Okay, so let me just just roll that out quickly. 12 years of sickness. 12 years of pain. Nobody, Nobody could heal her. So where did, where did she have faith? Where did that come from? I, I, I'm wondering whether or not in the biggest tents, as they're warming their hands late at night, the stories of the miraculous would be whispered through them. Now, now for the first time, lepers are healed. Never before. And then, like in this, in, the, in this generation, were lepers ever able to be healed? But now, the rumors of Jesus, the blind, the lame, are walking. And now, through the biggest tents, the stories, the rumors are spreading. She hears that he's coming to town. Not what Jesus taught, but what? Come on, what she believed. What she believed. She believed that Jesus would not touch him, touch her, because she was unclean. She believed that Jesus would not speak to her because she was a woman. That's what she believed. She believed and reasoned with her mind, maybe if I can, oh, maybe if I can sneak up and just touch his garment without anyone noticing, that would be enough. That's what she believed. Everybody, she believed. believed. So Jesus is walking, and the crowd's many. So she's on a mission. She's sneaking, boom, 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 like secret spy stuff, 
trying not to be seen, sneaks up beside him, all the disciples around, throws a firecracker over there, creates a diversion, touches them. Jesus says, somebody touched me. The boys, all the boys are laughing, going, Jesus, hundreds are touching you. He goes, no, no, no. Power has gone out from me. Somebody believed. Somebody knew that I was God. He said, who touched me? What does she do? She comes trembling. She's shaking. Why? Because she believed she shouldn't have been in his presence. She believed she was undone, uncovered, shaking, thinking she could get stoned. Or, And what does he say? Daughter. How kind. How beautiful. You may be away from God. He's not angry. He's not upset. He just wants a relationship with you. He loves you. He wants you to win. He wants you to be blessed. Daughter, who? Your faith. It's what she believed. Your faith has made you well. Okay, not convinced, right? <laughs> Woo! One more and then I'm done. I've got to pray for people. <laughs> I've got to... No, this... But for real, this is it. I've got nothing left. This is all my... <laughs> this is it. wonder if the worship team could join me or we've got some... Some romantic music in the background. <laughs> as a result, Acts 5 verse 15, as a result, people brought their sick into the streets and laid their beds and mats so at least Peter's shadow might fall on some of them as he passed by. Crowds gathered from the towns in Jerusalem, bringing their sick and those tormented by impure spirits and all were healed. I'm not even sure how to do this, but it says that the people brought sick and the needy and put them on the streets. Could you could you think of the first? Could you think of the, the, the first person that they brought? Here he is. <laughs> Here he is, waiting. Hey, guys, Jesus isn't here anymore. He can't put his hand on you. He can't speak to you. He's not in the room. He's gone. But maybe a disciple, maybe somebody who's, been under a shadow for three years, been trained and equipped by our Lord and Saviour. Maybe somebody from C3 here in Vancouver, maybe they could touch Him. Maybe they would believe that God's real. Three in, three in the afternoon. Oh, the crowd's too many. The crowd is too many. Peter, the disciple, is walking by. Shut up. The noise. Can you imagine? The noise, the roar of the crowd. Peter, here. I'm here. Peter can't see. It's not that he doesn't want to heal. He just doesn't even know where he is actually. The crowd is roaring, getting bigger and bigger. Three in the afternoon, the shadow is the longest. Peter, I'm here, paralyzed for 20 years. Peter, I've heard the stories. His shadow begins to pass him by. 
He reaches out and he just touches the shadow. His legs, his legs for the first time, for the first time since he can remember, he feels his legs. He turns to his friend, touch the shadow. Touch the shadow. And on and on it went. Touch the shadow. Touch the shadow. Touch the shadow. And the Bible says that all were healed. Who believed? Pastor Steve, the people believed. I'm wondering if we're here today so that we could say to our church, come on, let's believe again. We're believing for a revival. Well, the revival starts when we believe that God is real and He's big enough and able enough to do the thing that we want Him to do. When this church, when this church believes nothing is... Nothing is impossible. It's limitless. The centurion unlocked something that had a ripple effect. He was the first to really understand that God was real. Then a woman, just a touch of a garment, now shadows. It's, it's, God can do it any way He wants. But what do you believe? Come on, what do you believe? What, what's inside of you? Just reinforcing it, as a, a young man, I didn't, I didn't believe. When they said, Andrew, you're going to die. This is your forever. Well, it's easy to believe the doctors. But my little youth pastors walked into my room, said, we believe in a different report. We believe that God can heal you. I was so sick, so worn out. Maybe you're worn out. Maybe you're tired. Worn out, tired, sad. But the very fact that I allowed them to pray for me, even in my disbelief. My goodness. God made a way for me. And I reckon that's my story. I reckon God gave me that story because He knew where you were at. He knew. You've been prayed for before. Didn't work out as well as you thought. Hey, listen. Let's let's go to a different. Let's go to a different level. Let's believe God for yourself. Let's believe God for other people. Tonight we've got an opportunity. I'm going to share my story. It's pretty funny. I try to make it pretty humorous, but it's it's powerful. And we're going to pray for people and ask God to touch their lives. Bring somebody into the house of God. You know, Psalm 1, 1 to 3 says, I lifted up my eyes to the mountains, to the Lord, because this is where my help comes from. It comes from the maker of heaven and earth. Pastor Steve, there are many, many, many times I've walked into hospital rooms where people have been sick. And and as I'm praying for them, I say, you know, you want the miracle. You want the miracle, but you refuse to lift We want the miracle, but you don't want the miracle in you. He's got a name, Jesus Christ. And I believe, I mean, God can do anything He wants. But I believe that when you give your life to Christ, the Bible says that you are free from sin. That the old is gone, the new comes. You're like a new creation. Sin separates us from God. But when we have a relationship with God, God forgives us of our sin. And then... I believe we can pray and believe God for miracles. And I have seen so, so many times, time and time and time again, that people get set free when they surrender their life to God. And before we pray for people that need miracles, the greatest miracle, I believe, is actually that miracle of being in a right relationship with Him. That's the miracle. The truth is you can get to heaven with cancer, but you can't get to heaven with sin in your life. It's not going to happen. 
Otherwise, everything Jesus did would be, be a waste of time. But He's made a way for you. And so I say this in, in our church in every service. I'm just going to take a minute. Not now, but I want to explain what's going to happen. Just going to take a minute. And in that minute, I'm going to, not now, but in a minute, I'm going to ask you to close your eyes. The reason we do that is because when you close your eyes, everything else disappears. But your soul, your thoughts are illuminated. And I want you to ask this question to God. Am I in relationship with God? And I think that's an honest question. It's not manipulative. It's just between you and God. And He will speak. He may not shout a voice from the roof, but certainly there would be a knowing in your knower, a stirring, a prompting. In fact, most of us already know. Without even praying, you already know. So the truth is, it's not whether we know or not, it's actually whether we'll be honest or not. Will I be honest? Will I be vulnerable and give my life to God so that something can change in my life, so a miracle could happen in my life? As we're praying, I just pray just where you, just where you said it. I will just pray a prayer with you. At the end of that prayer, if you want to pray that prayer out loud with me and with the congregation so you don't feel alone or embarrassed, I'm going to ask you to lift up your hand. Why is that? Because I want to see who I'm praying for. This is an important moment. And not to put weight on it would be a miss. So come on, why don't we just bow our heads? For some people, even just to do that would be a hard thing. But you've come this far. You might as well go the whole way now. Lord, I thank you for friends and family who are here today. People who are here for the first time, second time, maybe visiting from another church and saying, Andrew, it's true. I'm not really walking with God. Not, not, not like you're talking about. But something has to shift for me. Something has to turn. I can't actually have another year like 2023. From this moment and beyond, something has to turn. Or maybe you're saying, Andrew, you know what? I used to know God, but I've fallen away. Or maybe you're here, you say, Andrew, if I was to face death like you had to as a teenager, if I was to walk out of this room, get hit by a car, I don't know if I'd be in heaven or hell. There'd be a fear and uncertainty around that moment. But would you pray with me so I can walk in that relationship, have an assurance of my salvation? Start, start this journey with me. Friend, if you're here and you're saying, Andrew, I'm one of those situations, I just want you to lift up your hand just right here, right now. I see that hand, I ask you to put it down right at the back over there. Thank you here. Thank you, thank you, friend. Who else today you're saying, Andrew, that's me. Something has to turn. Something has to shift for me. Is there anybody else? Thank you. Who else? You're saying, Andrew, that's me. Over here as well. Thank you so much. Who else today? You're saying, Andrew, that's me. Something has to turn for me. Is there somebody else? Thank you over here as well. Thank you so much. What have you got to lose? You're just talking to God. Thank you so much over here as well. Thank you. Thank you as well. Is there somebody else? You're saying, Andrew, that, that needs to happen for me. Mm. What we're going to do is we're going to Pray that prayer like I prayed when I was just a young boy. We're going to pray it together. Just follow me line by line. Dear Lord Jesus, this morning I'm asking you into my life as my Lord and Saviour. I give you my life. I give you total control. Forgive me for any wrongs, for any sin, because I know you took away the sin of the world. Take away my sin. Today, I am a child of God. In Jesus' name, let me pray for you. God, I thank you for every person that lifted their hand. Or maybe didn't even lift their hand, but prayed that prayer with sincerity. Lord, you see everything. And Lord, I just pray, Father God, that today, that we would be able to connect with people, have that relationship with you, and go from strength to strength. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on, let's give God a big, big hand. Beautiful. Okay, well, we've got, we've got limited time. So if, if you want to, if you need healing, slip out of your seat, just come, why don't we all stand?
We should do that. If you need healing, just slip out of your seat. Just come, come and stand down here. I'm going to take that. Hey, Jay. You know it's you know it's your turn, don't you? Do you? That's something I'm praying for. Have you? Yep. Are we friends? I'm ready. Yeah, we're friends. I'm, I haven't seen you on Facebook yet. Now, <laughs> let's just let's grab that chair. Can we just grab a chair? Can they come apart? All right, it's going to take a minute. All right. Oh, well, grab, grab. I need two. Come up here on the stage. Put one here. One here. I've been thinking about you all all day. Jay, come and stand here, mate. Come here. This is my friend. Sit down. Have a seat. We're a good church. You've got a big problem with your knees. Yeah. All right. Oh, by the way, when we pray, we all pray. Because this is, I'm thinking this is my best friend. Yeah, it is. And uh, we went to the movies last night, so who knows what's going to happen. But Jay, I'm going to put my hands on your knees. And we're going to believe for the power of God to come and touch your life. Where's your girl at? She's in kids' church. Got to do everything now. All right. You can put your hand on your dad. By the way, I, I like this guy. Me too. Yeah, he's a good man. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to shift your hand just a little bit. Just close your eyes. Um, Jay, stretch out your hands, church. Lord, right now. Mm, right now, in Jesus' name, firmly in sickness, I bind to break your power. The Lord, your word says, submit ourselves to you, resist the devil, he will flee. Lord, I thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus for Jay. Lord, I pray right now for healing to come into his body. Here comes the power of God, Jay. Here comes the power of God falling on your knees, falling on your knees. I command cartilage to be restored, ligaments, muscles to come together again, afresh and anew. In Jesus' name, I rebuke the devil, all his works in the name of Jesus. Oh, let it fall, let it fall, let it fall, let it fall, let it fall. In Jesus' name pain leaving your body. Jay, pain leaving your body right now. In Jesus' name. God, we thank you, Lord. All these symptoms leaving your body as well. In the name of Jesus. I'm standing here. I can feel the power of God coming into these knees, but I feel like God's talking to me about pain in your hips as well. I don't know. Is that is that relevant? As well? Yeah. God, we just thank you, Lord, right now. All of those joints, pain, in Jesus' name. Here comes the power of God. Let it fall, let it fall, let it fall, let it fall, let it fall. Here comes. Here comes that heat coming into your knees, man. Here comes. Cartilage being restored. But most of all, Jay, I'm telling you, you're gonna you're gonna walk through the to, to through the mall laughing. You're gonna walk through the mall laughing. No pain in your knees. No pain in those knees. In the name of Jesus, God, we thank you for that. We thank you for that in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Can you feel that warmth coming to your knees? You can? Yeah. Wow. Me too. Coming today, just feeling it, just like uh, pressing down in a good way, just on me, on my spirit. Jay, you know what, what, when I, I just feel like pain is leaving your body and your lower back and your knees, your ankles. Mm. <laughs> I know, it's too good to be true. So come and stand up here for a minute. How did that feel when you stood up? I've, I've got no pain in my knees. No pain? No. <laughs> I, got, I got nothing. I got, I got God. Yeah. I, this morning, I was doing uh, these high knees, and it's painful, and, I, and it doesn't hurt at all. I don't know what to do now. It's like, yeah, this is such a good guy. 
Such a good guy. Bless his family. Bless his family, Lord. Bless his house. Lord, let, let money fall from heaven. Bless his work. God, give him great contracts. God, it's going to not just pay the bills, but there'll be an overflow. An overflow in Jesus' name. I'm telling you, Jay, everything's about to change. Everything's about to turn around. This is the day the Lord has made. This is the day the Lord's made. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Bless you, buddy. Come on, mate. Thank you, my friend. friends. Who's been, wait a minute, I've got to go to the back. All the naughty people in the back. All the naughty people in the back. Who's been in the car wreck? Somebody back here. Who's been in a car wreck? Is somebody over here? Car wreck. What's happening with you, bro? Are we friends? Should be, come on. What's happening? Do you need a miracle? Yeah, come on, you do. Come on, are you shy? Is he shy? Yeah, oh, man. What are you shy about? Well. Where, where are you from? Uh, I live here, well, originally from the islands. but Which island? Now. Samoa. Yeah, there you go. You're almost a New Zealander. Australia's nemesis of rugby. Come on. <laughs> you tell them. Come on. It's okay. Were you watching the World Cup? Yeah. Yeah. Kiwis. Right. So close. Next time, next time. What, what can we, is there pain in your body? What's happening? Just asking for a renewed relationship. That's the best one. Your hands, mate. Here comes the power of God falling on your life. Let a miracle come. Touch this good man. Fill him with your power, Lord. Restore his heart. Restore his soul. Fill him with your Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. Everything's about to change. Everything's about to turn around. Here comes the power of God falling on your life in Jesus' name. Miracle after miracle after miracle. Miracle after miracle after miracle in Jesus' name. Restore, restore, restore. Fill them with your power. Fill them with your power in the name of Jesus. Thank you, God. Here comes the power of God. Just falling, let it fall, let it fall, let it fall. Can you feel heat coming through my hand into your shoulder? Can you feel that a bit? It's the Holy Spirit just filling your life. You're going to see things different. It's going to be a brand new day. This is the house of God. This is the house of miracles for you. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Bless you, my friend. Bless you, buddy. Bless you, my lady, what are we praying for? Yeah, anything exciting? So just in case she falls down, who knows what's going to happen? Who knows what's going to happen, right? In Jesus' name, God, I just come against all sickness and infirmity, commanded to leave her body in the name of Jesus. Everything's about to turn. Everything's about to change. I'm telling you. I feel like the Lord just saying, just. The greatest days are ahead. Then look to the past, look to the future. This is the day the Lord has made. Lord, I just pray just right now, right now, great things are coming. Great things are coming. In the name of Jesus. God, I just pray, Lord, just fill her with your Holy Spirit. And the power of God just fall on her life in the name of Jesus. Miracle after miracle. Miracle after miracle in the name of Jesus. God, we thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Here comes the power of God falling on your life. Fill it with your power in Jesus' name. Fill it with your power in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Who's been in the car wreck? I I need a friend that, maybe I'm saying it differently. You've been hit by something. You had an accident. And it's, oh, sir, hello. Several things. Huh? Enemies been. Where, I got beat, up, no, I no, got but, beat but, up by some drug dealers. Oh, drug dealers. Broke dealer. my nose two places, cut yeah. my ribs. Yeah. yeah, it's healed me, and I got 
You got stage four cancer right now. Yeah. Oh, just. He's what's your name? Tony. Tony. Yeah. So sorry about that. Yeah. Did you like my story? Yes. Come on, man. I like you, Tony. Where's the sorest part of your body? What's what's Actually, aching? God took all the pain away, mm. and He's healing me, and I believe that. Yeah. And they have the doctors say, one of the doctors said, "Oh, you might as well get a nurse," and I said, "No, I'm not. Mm. I believe God's healing me. I totally believe it. That's all I've been doing. I'm sitting at home because I can't work, and I just listen to Scripture. I'm, I watch. I watch all Christian." You watch that, me? That, that sheet, so. Oh, he's pretty good. Yeah. Right? I don't know how many he gets healed. I'm joking, I'm joking, Christmas, I'm joking, yeah. I'm joking. I'm joking. Come on, enough talking, enough talking. Shh, shh. Let the presence of God just fall on your life. Rebuke sickness. Shame, I mean, come and stand behind him. Yeah. Don't, don't need to fall down, but just in case people do fall down. Who else is sick? Is anybody else sick? Are you sick? Come over, come over here. Come, come, both, both, both. Both. Time's, time's ticking. Who else? Is anybody else? Come now. This is the, the, the time. Are you, are you? Hi. How old are you? Oh, my son's 18. He's, he's, he's coming to Portland. He's, he's coming. Father, in the name of Jesus. God, we speak healing. We speak life in the name of Jesus. Everything turning around. Healing in the name of Jesus. Healing in the name of Jesus. God, we thank you for a miracle. A miracle. A miracle. In the name of Jesus. God, we thank you for the power of God is falling and falling and falling. And falling and falling and falling. In Jesus' name. God, we thank you. Thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Come here, Shane. Oh, bring snuck, bring, bring, bring your better half. These guys, come on. Lift your hands, guys. Here comes the power of God for falling on your life. God, I pray your blessing upon them. Anoint them. Set them apart. God, I pray, Lord, blessing over blessing over blessing. Bless their family. Bless their work. God, I thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. I'm telling you, there's promotion coming. I'm, I know you've got your own business or whatever, but I'm telling you, there's, there's pr promotion in your, in your business, promotion in the, in the supernatural. I see you guys leading people to Christ fearlessly, telling people about the goodness of God. Lord, I pray, Lord, that you'd anoint them afresh for service in Jesus' name. Lord, we thank you. We bless them in Jesus' name. Feel them with your Holy Spirit and the power of God, healing over their lives, blessing over their lives in Jesus' name, over their house, over their work. Lord, I thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Bless you, Lord. Oh, God, we worship you. Hey, just, just stay where you're at just for a moment. I'm going to go ahead and uh, dismiss you. Um, I know that there's some more of you that would like to be prayed for. That's why we set up a whole weekend. We did this yesterday. Some of you maybe didn't know about it. We kind of advertised it a little bit late. Um, I want to take time to be able to pray for anybody who needs special prayer. Be sure you come back tonight. Uh, tonight, we probably won't be doing much preaching. We want to be able to make sure that we worship together, we pray together, get to lay hands on you. And don't think like, uh, I love that, love that chair got set out for Jay. Sit him down and lay hands on his knees. But don't lose sight of that's not how God has to do it every time. It, as was preached this morning, the shadow of, of Peter caused healing, okay? But here, here's the deal. It might not happen the same way, but there's a the right time and place for it to happen. And God can heal any place, but I'm going to tell you, it's most common in the presence of God, around the people of God, in the house of God. Amen? Amen. I have seen more healings inside the house of God. I've seen a lot outside, 
but I've seen more people get saved in the house of God. I've seen more people get touched in the house of God. Well, God can touch anybody anywhere. How's that working out? He can, but there's a reason why he set up a place for us to come together, gather together, to pray together. His design is for his church family. And let me say this a little bit further. Sure, God can touch you at your house, but who can God touch through you while you're there? There's something powerful about saying, hey, I'm going to go up there and to help pray and see somebody receive from God, right? It's hard to do that watching through a screen because you're alone in your room. Now, if that's all you could do is be in the house watching through the screen, do that, okay? But if you're well-bodied and you grab your family, stick them in the car and be in the house of God, amen? I got saved in the house of God. I got filled with his spirit many times over in the house of God. I met my wife in the house of God. I got married in the house of God. I dedicated all of my children in the house of God. My son got married after the church service in the house of God. We've dedicated all of his kids in the house of God. Now, there's some great things that have happened out in the woods and out on a creek, but none of them measure up to any of that. I'm just going to tell you, great things await for you as you gather with God's people in God's house. Amen. Father, I speak just life and, and uh, an excitement building over this afternoon. We thank you for the word received. We thank you for Pastor Andrew delivering your word. We thank you for the miracles that have already happened, for the restorations that have happened, things bigger than our mind can even wrap around of that have happened already. But we believe you for more tonight. We're coming back. We, I make my declaration. I will be here. Lord, unless you interrupt that path, somehow we'll assume it's your will. But God, I have every intention to be in the house of God, to to receive all that you have for me, and to to be a part of others receiving all that you have for them. It's in Jesus' name. I I declare a blessing over your people right now. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on, give them a big hand. Thanks for being with us today. Be sure to like and subscribe and visit us at c3swwa.com for more information about our church. 